0: Good morning everybody, Tuesday 18th of April. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast, general advice only, usual rules. Well, a bit of a pause today, as you've doubtless seen. Wall Street's still behaving itself, though, up 100 points. NASDAQ S&P up a touch. But this endless debate about interest rates continues, and the chances of the Fed raising rates, it is getting very tiresome talking about this, I have to tell you. The chances of the Fed raising rates is back over 80%. this is for the May 3rd meeting, and the chance of them going on hold is now just 13%. Obviously, what's happened was we saw this bank crisis in the US in March, and suddenly everybody thought we're going to see a global financial crisis. It's been caused by interest rate rises from the Fed, and so they're going to have completely stop raising rates and even cut rates. And the chances of rates not going up on May the 3rd shot up over 80%, and they're now back to 13%. So in other words, we are getting over the bank crisis and everything's getting back to normal. And as I've pointed out a number of times, particularly in the weekend and last Friday's strategy, sorry, Marcus, today piece, that policy rates have been ripping up and expected to go up once or twice more. But inflation has very clearly peaked. Last week's CPI and PPI numbers came in below expectations, in which case the two charts, one of policy rates racking up up and the other of CPI dropping are inconsistent with each other and it is becoming ever more obvious that interest rates are going to peak and there are even suggestions, not even suggestions, there are very clear suggestions out of the bond market that rates could well be cut by the December Fed meeting. So that's all pretty bullish, I think, for the market. As long as inflation keeps coming off, this recent pop in the oil prices, my colleague Matt points out, this recent pop in the oil prices Saudi's cut production, runs the risk of inflation returning. God forbid that happened. But let's not worry about it until it does happen. But the oil price has picked up recently. It was off 2% overnight. But bottom line, the backdrop to the market is quite good because interest rates are clearly going to peak. This endless overnight debate about the chances of rate rises getting very dull because the big picture is that rates are going to very soon pause, if not next month in Australia, probably the month after in the US stay on hold for a while and eventually be cut, presumably next year or the end of this year. And that's pretty good for the equity market, it's got to be said. And I've put in today, if you have a look at the Marcus Take section today, I have put in charts of the market PEs. Now, I'm not sure how much notice you can really take of a PE, but have a look at both the S&P 500 and the All Ordinaries PE, and you'll see our market is on 14 and a bit times. The average is around probably 18 times over the last 10 years or so and the PE on the S&P 500 is back to 22 times. For a while there it got over 30 times. It was 34 5 times at the recent big tech peak last year and that's back to 22 times which is again more normal although some strategists do call it still elevated. It was notably under 20 times for a long time prior to the GFC and post the GFC. Anyway, not as demanding as it was, and certainly RPE, if if you can go off a PE, because of course there are variables beyond price, but RPE is certainly looking below average for the last ten years, and that gives us a bit of a cushion on being optimistic about the market. Which I am getting ever more optimistic about the market, and in the strategy portfolio, wondering why we aren't fully invested. I'll just let this results season go blow through in the US, go through in the in the US. We've got Bank of America, Goldman. Sachs tonight, Morgan Stanley Wednesday night, along with Netflix, Tesla, a bunch of others. Have a look at the diary in my section today. And then next week we've got a lot of big tech reporting. Microsoft, Google, Apple, Amazon, Meta. So we'll see how all that goes. I noticed one of the strategists in the US today, JP Morgan, say that even with an optimistic expectation of a soft landing in the US, the equity upside is less than 5%, which you can now earn in bonds. So they call the recent rally irrational and see downside risks. Hmm. We climb the wall of worry. Bottom line, looking to get fully invested. Let's just clear this results season risk out of the way. No rush. The Macquarie portfolio is doing okay. The moment I start getting excited about that, getting out of my chair to punch the air in delight, of course, it falls over for a day, down 0.6 percent. Still very happy with that. It has dropped from the top to the bottom of the trading range, and we're halfway back up since the low post this banking crisis in the U.S. And it's still trending the right direction, so very happy with that. Also, in the newsletter today, you'll see the chart of the Macquarie PE. The Macquarie PE is currently below its 10-year average at 14.4 times. But I also note that last year, when they had results, they got results coming up on May the 5th. Last year, when they had results, the stock dropped 7% on the day. So results are a risk. We've got two and a half weeks to worry about whether to hold them. We will be looking at the bank results in the US tonight and tomorrow to help us determine sentiment towards the sector. The ideas portfolio going very well. I've got an interesting chart in there today of the NAB. I could have put any of the other banks and I've marked on there the earnings and ex-dividend dates over the last few years and you'll notice something very obvious. The stock always runs into results And dividends and then falls over for a while. I wouldn't exactly call it scary. It doesn't fall over a lot. But the earnings date and dividend date do tend to mark the share price high for, I don't know, a couple of months or so. At the moment, we are just coming off the lows. So we've got a bit of work to do to rally into results. I do think we've got the timing right here, still holding those In 19 days, we're up sort of 4 to 5% on the banks running into results. So happy with that. I do think daily that I should add more interest to the ideas portfolio rather than just some rather boring dividend strips. And the obvious playground is lithium. And one stock that is flashing a couple of buy signals is Pilbara Minerals. But I'm not convinced until this lithium carbonate price turns around and have a look at the chart, it is still dropping. And it's almost halved in China. And that has happened, of course, because China has removed electric vehicle subsidies and there's a big inventory of lithium. So the price has been falling over. Henry is talking about PLS or Pilbara Minerals being a sitting duck after the Liontown bid, and that may well be so. But let me tell you, there is a bit of a golden rule in the stock market that you never buy a stock for a bid. Most stocks that get rumoured to be bid for are stocks that are falling over. So there is a predator's opportunity to be buying a stock, and Pilbara Minerals, for instance, is down a third. There is an opportunity for a bidder to bid at the low. But what often happens is the share prices continue to languish. And as long as they continue to languish, any bidder, if they've got half a brain, just stands back and lets the damage happen. So lithium price still going down. Pilbara Minerals price only had a little bounce on the back of the Liontown bid in the very short term. Having a good day today, though, has to be said, up 5.4%. But not buying it. And I just don't feel the tide is running with lithium at the moment, not with the lithium price doing that. Also, you might just notice, UBS has cut its earnings forecast for lithium miners today by 10 to 40 percent. Of course, in order to cut earnings, you have to actually have some earnings. So a lot of the non-producers haven't seen earnings cuts because they don't have any earnings. And they've cut target prices by 10 to 30 percent over the next couple of years as the lithium price continues to slump. Having said all that, it is a short-term thing. They've upgraded long-term lithium prices. And I think what all they're doing, which is what brokers do, is rather than forecasting their back. using the lithium price drop in the last few months and factoring that into earnings numbers. So I'm not sure this is new news, I have to say. UBS downgrading. It is UBS catching up with what the real lithium price is. So they may have downgraded lithium price assumptions and therefore target prices, but it's already in the share prices. And notably, they still have a buy on AKE, IGO, MIN and PLS. Bottom line, I haven't bought... PLS for a trade. And someday soon, it'll be game on in lithium when the lithium price starts to go up again, but it hasn't happened yet. So not playing the game. Other things happening today, probably happening as I speak, RBA minutes are out, haven't yet had a look at them. And we also have Chinese GDP retail sales industrial production numbers midday today. First quarter GDP expected to be up 2.1%. We'll see what happens there. A couple of other things, sectors bottoming and topping. One sector topping out finally is gold. Have a look at the chart. Clear RSI sell signal today. The bid for Newcrest and the US banking crisis put a bit of froth on the sector, which now looks like it's blowing quietly off. And the other sector bottoming REITs, as I say, with the expectation that we're very close to an interest rate peak. The REITs sector, which started to underperform on the back of the new hawkishness from the Fed at the beginning of this year. That new hawkishness is now softening up and the sector is bottoming. It's not a sector you trade, but REIT's suddenly looking like they're bottoming, and if this interest rate environment does unfold as expected, you're probably going to see that sector grind higher this year. Other things, Apple offering bank accounts, I believe, in the US, with an interest rate of 4.15%, better than you can get in the bond market. Don't know what's going on there. The debt ceiling coming back into the overnight news wires. That issue may get pushed to the wire again. U.S. results tonight, as I say, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley tomorrow. I have started an events calendar page today. Part of the community of investors is having things to go to and things to do. So there's a section called events coming up. In that is the ASA conference. I'll be there May the 11th to 12th in Sydney. There's a link to that in the newsletter. I am doing a cameo appearance there. As I say, that's the ASA. ASA, Australian Shareholders Association. I erroneously suggested the AIA have a conference coming up in the weekend email, but I can't find an AI. A number of you have emailed me. I can't find an AIA conference this year. Tell me if I've got that one wrong. I've also provided links in the event section today to Finfest, register your interest there, and to the resources rising stars. Some of you may not have heard of this, but this is a conference that has been going for years and years, happens in a number of States, and the well-attended one is their Gold Coast Conference, May the 16th. Have a look at the link there. And also in the event section, Ask the Analyst this Friday. Friday the 21st, 5.30pm with Henry. Register your interest through the event section. We have another event coming up. We have a Members Drinks Do, similar format to Henry. No presentations, just an opportunity to rub shoulders with other members. That is coming up. Henry will be there, I'll be there, and that is coming up as well in May. Let me just give you the date. Can't register your interest yet. I will put something up in due course, but we are planning that in Melbourne, somewhere near the CBD, May the 18th. Henry's take today looks at alternatives to OZL. So he suggests a few stocks that can give you a copper exposure. He talks about has lithium bottomed, not yet was his conclusion. And he says, Selling WBT, which has hit his or very close to his target. Lots of other commentary. He notes, and I note as well, that the VIX volatility index is trading at 17. This is a bit of a low. And if you're supposed to buy when others are greedy, then they are on greedy settings at the moment. And plenty of other stuff from Henry as well. One last word of warning. My mother-in-law was rung up by scammers pretending to be Microsoft and they picked on her because her husband had just died. They rang his telephone and they said to her, we can see you've had some trouble logging in to your Microsoft account. We're here to help. And she somehow, at the age of 70 plus, gave them enough details to get into her bank account. I think she gave them access to her PC and they then just went from there. They took $5,000 out of her bank account. And the wash up of that is if you want to limit your vulnerability to being scammed Lower the daily limit on your bank account. If she had been limited to $500, that's as much as they would have taken on a daily basis. And of course, if you are a vulnerable widow or widower, watch out. Right, that's about it. Bit of a flat day. Down 23, Dow futures up 13. Not a lot going on. RBA minutes just out. Haven't read them yet. Waiting for that Chinese GDP number and US results tonight. You have a fabulous day, and I I will speak to you tomorrow.